Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. From masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're already Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 629, The Barb and The Star Go to The Vista Del Mar. <laughs> Did I get it right? Nailed it. Yeah. You to- I nailed it. Yep, <laughs> <Moving> spot on. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should have to do the whole show talking like that. Barb and Star. Barb oh, I was going to say old timey. Like if Dan was still on the show, you two could talk about your, you know, old fashioned shoppe. And <laughs> so uh, let's go around the virtual table, and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Kevin. This is Joe, and this is Tom. And joining us this week, all the way from uh, I- England. I was going to say London because, as an American, anyone in England is in London. That's how that works for us. It's uh, Nicola Austin from We Have a Hulk. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? Good. So where are you in England? Well, it's kind of hard to... <laughs> uh, about an hour away from London, and I don't know the Queen, just an FYI. <laughs> <laughs> do you, but do you know Brian May? So um, <laughs> it, it's funny, though, because she instantly went into, like, I will define where I'm at in relationship to London <laughs> yes. because... Because you're American and we don't know any better. We don't know where London is at. <laughs> like, if you showed us a picture of England and said, point to London, we would we would probably be somewhere in, like, Belgium. We would get it wrong. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> enough of all this. Let, uh, let's, uh, shameless plugs, that's where we're at. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And, of course... Uh, leave a review if you would be so kind. That's always super helpful. And you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And uh, if you would be so kind as to share an episode, that's super helpful. So other people know that we exist. Uh, it's what we like to do instead of, um, 
you know, advertising. So there we go. People who were kind enough to share an episode this week, Chris Williams, Julianne Jordan, quick pause in the uh, the League of Show Shares list to say congratulations to Julianne Jordan. She got oh, engaged this congratulations. week. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. That's great. Congratulations. Uh, now, resuming our list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Falls, Librarian Cynthia, Chris Sanders, Pat Andy, Tammy Sherman Powers, Ralph Triple, Ron Johnson, Gabriel Lugo, Aaron Marlowe, Heather Sachs, Travis Tewitt, Corey Tatum, Geek to Me Radio, Mike Mike and Oscar, The Movie Journey Podcast, Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd Podcast, Binge Movies Podcast, In Session Film, Colby Mack, Rosa from Latinx Lens, Invasion of the Remake, Ronnie Castle, Feel and Film, Matt Neglia, and Dan Buffa. So thank you very much, everyone, for sharing the show. We greatly appreciate it. And finally, we have a Patreon, which is a wonderful way to help if you like the show. Five bucks a month. You get all sorts of bonus content, and you help us out when things like our computer shoots craps and stuff like that. So, uh, And sometimes Joe sends you free comic books. So They're in the mail. They're gone. I don't have... If you, so, okay. Yes. Uh, if you donate at the seven dollar tier, I will go into my comic book collection and I will pull out one or two. Uh, Brad and the other gentleman are getting two comics mm. because it took so long for them to get out. Uh, and I will pull out two random comic books from my collection and I will send them to you free of charge. Uh, don't get excited; they won't be the good ones. No cherry pop tart. No cherry pop tart. No, no cherry New pop-tart. Mutants ninety eight. Yeah. No Spider Man three hundred. That's that's staying in the staying in the box. But there will be two comic books coming your way if you donate to the seven dollar tier. Awesome. So uh, anyway, there's all that. Uh, let's dig into Barb and Star visit Del Mar. Visit Del Mar. We, no. oh. in St. Louis we have uh, Del Mar is an area, and so <laughs> that's true. It's also yeah, a nursing home, Del Mar Gardens. But uh, yeah, yeah, this. Uh, did Joe? Okay, first of all, Joe, and and for those yeah. who listen, they they know. But Joe is not a musical guy, and so he at first thought this was a musical, like straight up a musical. And then I, I told him, no, it's not a musical. And then when the musical numbers came on, though, <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, I was like, that son of a bee. Uh, this this is tough. Like that, I had to. Uh, this felt like something that SNL would have produced uh, during the fallow period, not the Fallon period, which was just <laughs> as bad, but uh, the fallow period of SNL movies. These there are ca- the characters in this movie all feel like they are rejected Kristen oh. Wiig skits that didn't make it to air. Once I resigned myself to that, I was able to enjoy <laughs> it a little bit more, but. Well, My I think the, for me at least, the hardest part. Okay, I love the way the movie opens, right? Because the way that the movie opens shows you that you're in for a random, ridiculous, goofy, silly movie, right? So, like the whole opening with yes. the kid on the bike and he's singing the song and he's doing his paper route, and you're like, okay, who is this? What is this? But then when he stops his bike and goes to a tree and there's a mechanical owl that scans him. This is where I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> the owl scans him and then the door in the tree opens. He goes into an elevator. There's one button and it says like evil layer on it. And he goes down and there's this huge yes. evil layer with fire and everything. And he goes into a room and instantly changes into a suit. Like that's the opening of the movie. And so you know you're getting this zany, ridiculous type of movie. But then after that... I think it really slows down. It comes to almost a screeching halt. And I'm not saying because I don't like the characters of, of uh, Barb and Star or anything like that, but it just takes a while to pick back up because 
as likable. So interesting because I feel the exact opposite. All the warmed over Austin Powers stuff yeah. could go as far uh, as yeah, I'm concerned. I agree with that. They, it just needed to be Barb and Star going to Vista Del Mar. That was when the movie really shined. And I, I felt like they didn't have enough confidence in that aspect of it, which is a shame because to me, that was the best stuff. When they're sitting on that couch in the furniture mm-hmm. store, talk, you know, talking about you know, how people in old time movies smell, which my <laughs> wife like turns to me because I say that all the time, all the time. Pirates in the old Caribbean. Movies, I was like, they are disgusting they are in Pirates of the Caribbean. So gross. So gross. Yeah, like that would be the when it, time travel. The first thing when you went back in time, you'd be like, <laughs> like first off, they're really racist. But second, jeez, <laughs> Louise, does it smell? But um, but to me, that was. Oh, and I love those parts, too. I, don't get me wrong, but what I'm saying is that they show you how silly and random and wacky the movie's going to be, and then they go to that, which is fine. The, all the furniture store is great. I thought it was very funny. But, like, when they go to that coffee clutch part, I thought that part came to a screeching halt. Like, I did. See, I like that part. I like just like, what was the what was the coffee clutch with Vanessa Bayer and oh see Fortune I love that part I, I don't know for me it slowed down when they go to Vista Del Mar though to me it's like the movie kicks into gear that's what it kind of and yeah like when they get to that's the separator like the the first part's funny and random and you're like what the hell's going on then you get introduced <laughs> to them and then you're kind of like okay okay we're waiting for them to go to Vista Del Mar and when they get there. It's like off to the races, and I feel like, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it certainly picks up there, but I was fine with you know with the other stuff. But yes, I mean, Back to the Future gets better when he goes back <laughs> to the future. But, uh, but but uh, but yeah, like like I said, all the spy stuff for me, it just didn't stick. Except for the the fact that I love the fact that her name was Doctor Lady. I don't know that. I thought that was really <laughs> that's funny. that's an SNL joke. Like that is a that, that that's what that I, I totally agree. If they cut out the whole spy thing, uh, I think this is oh, a much better. Movie. I loved it. And uh, look, <laughs> totally get it. I totally get that. But you did yeah. you like MacGruber? MacGruber is genius. Thank you, Nicole, Nicola. <laughs> Thank you. is amazing. I agree. I, I do MacGruber. not like. Do you MacGruber. like Spy though? You know, Melissa McCarthy. Yes, uh, that was yes, good. I did that like was that. Really good. Um, but that just had a, that knew what it was doing, right? Like this one, the the whole spy subplot. Also, Jamie Dorn can take a. a so walk, see, this is this is what's so this is what's so interesting. <laughs> Jamie Dornan makes this movie to me. He does. He's oh a my suck God. hole. See, this of is why, first of all, film in general, but comedies. <laughs> comedy is so subjective, yeah. and what yeah. what you think is funny. That's very true. That's very and, true. You know, Tom grew up with different comedians in a different time than we grew up with. You know, like. Joe and I probably grew up in the same SNL type of cast or, you know, a close by or whatever. Like your your view of comedy is so dependent on the comedy that you took in. And yeah, like I literally remember watching Belushi. Right. Like and like we we grew up with that. And so anyway, comedy, it's like what makes you laugh is so subjective to the type of humor you like and all that. So I just find that really interesting because for me, the movie was really funny and I, I enjoyed I've enjoyed it thoroughly, but when they go to Vista Del Mar, okay, and it's going and going, and then I forty-one minutes and some change in when Jamie Dornan lays on that bed and then starts fanning himself with oh the fan, God. 
and bust into that song. <sighs> I mean, I was literally, I mean, I watched this by myself, which is not always the best way to watch a comedy, you know, but you know, I'm just screening it to review. What are we going to do? Well, right? true, but I mean, I didn't have pandemic. Enough, you know, my wife or whatever watching it, but I'm watching myself. Oh, I'm sure, sure, busting sure. out laughing out loud when he says, you know, seagulls on the beach. Can you hear my prayer? <laughs> because it's yeah. so random God. and so ridiculous. And the fact that he's busting into song about being heartbroken, like, I don't know that type of humor is what gets me the random wacky, like, you know, but, but the key is they take it seriously, right? Like, Jamie Dornan's never like yuck yucking it up. He's playing it straight, which is what makes the the Naked Gun movies so great and all those, you know. Oh, you... see, okay, that that to me is a completely different no, but when style you, of when comedy. They're playing it straight. It's a, it's so. a different style of comedy, but yeah. the delivery and that's is that's similar. what makes it so great. Is he's that's taking okay. this whole okay. movie? Jamie Dornan is always being serious. Like you know what I mean? He's reacting to Barb and Star and all this. But then he busts out into song and is doing this, to which makes no sense. But it doesn't have to, right? Because it's so crazy. I don't know. To me, like those moments hit every time, and I don't know. That's what I loved about it was the silliness. I just think the funny thing about Jamie Dornan is I don't know if you've seen The Fool. Um, it's like a British drama with Gillian uh, Anderson. No. He plays like a serial killer, <laughs> and then he had Fifty Shades of oh, Grey. Oh yeah, right, right, right. He, he just always plays. Sorry. That's true. Oh. That's a great yeah. show. I never. I never... <laughs> he just. Yeah, see, see like, it's just always so dramatic, and always, and then if you see him in this, it's kind of goofball. And I know he's playing it seriously, but just the contrast. Is well, just and I think he has a real knack for comedy. I think this movie yeah. will be like he wants to break. He doesn't want to be Christian Grey for the rest of his life, right? No. It's or or Sierra Killer, killer. <laughs> oh. and yeah. I think this really proves <laughs> that he has the chops to do it because. To be in a comedy and be around really, really funny people to play off of them and to not crack and to be able to keep a straight face and play, I don't that takes skill and the way that he delivers yeah. it and then the way that he is able, like his dance, his dancing, you know, doing that choreography on the beach again, I'll go back to because I love that part. It's like he, you, well, that's, that's him at his most comedic. I mean, that's I the, mo- yeah, that's the moment. That like that's the, the number one. It's the money shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> It's <laughs> yeah. Sam's gonna stick to you. Was that was that him dancing? Was I that actually him? Was a stunt double, but he, you know the pirouettes. Um, but everything but else. A lot of him, it was him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> he went yeah. up that tree. Yeah. It yeah, looked like he jumped in the air, and I was like, oh. <laughs> it was. I mean, mm. when he was yeah. going up that tree, he was literally going up a palm tree, and they just had like a crane <laughs> with the wire. I watched the behind the scenes. He was literally oh, wow. climbing oh, really? up a palm tree. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's that's impressive. He was really climbing. It didn't look like he was even touching. No, he was really climbing it. It he was on a wire like for safety, but I mean, I'm sure it pulled him up too. But like, oh, I see, I see. Because it didn't look like his hands were even on it. Well, okay, like it was like the the wire was probably lifting him. My point is that it was not a a CG or like a moving background. I mean, he was. They did that. Like I don't know, (laughs) but. Anyway, so back yeah. to the movie. I just wanted to say, though, that the the zaniness and the silliness, I think this movie's at its best, to me, for my comic sensibilities, when they bust into random things like the songs or the cutaways, or they show that the bad guy has mice playing in an orchestra and that never comes back. It never gets explained. F- oh, my gosh. Come on. That reminds me of Cats, though. I saw that and I was like, no. Oh, don't bring that up. We don't want to even mix that <laughs> exactly. up. Exactly. I was like, no. But, but the fact that, I mean... <laughs> 
in a in that terrible movie you're like oh but in this movie that has nothing to do with <laughs> animals or t- like shouldn't yeah and they the hmm. evil bad guy has that and then you never hear from it again yeah. like i don't know that's my favorite type oh, morgan freeman yeah morgan freeman with the d <laughs> morgan freeman who i did who i like when that crab starts talking i was like oh they just got some guy to be morgan freeman and then he says that he's no morgan he's morgan freeman, freeman. Like, oh yeah he's right not, it's he's not. not yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's uh, here like this the we should say this is these are the creators of bridesmaids these are the writers of bridesmaids which i think is one of the best uh rated r comedies straight up comedies let's not qualify it uh of the last 10 years is that movie 10 yeah. years old crazy is it older than 10? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's one of the best Absolutely. comedies of the last 10 years so i kind of expected more Ooh. right because but that different. one is so See, good this, the, yeah, it's so it different. is this, you're total, i totally I mean, agree with you is it is Austin very different. powers this is i mean the, the type of movie yes this, yeah <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i thought this was like austin powers meets cabin yeah boy. it's i mean that's at which i gotta tell you cabin boy sucks yeah, I mean, Cabin Boy is a very polarizing movie. It's a, it's, it's a, a terrible it's movie. A, it's a, it's a very uh, skewed kind of comedy, and it either works for you or it doesn't. And, and I think his daughter is funnier Who's than his he daughter. Is. <laughs> I don't. I think Grisella, uh, uh His daughter was on SNL for like, yeah, what was her name? Oh, five or six. She seasons, was like, I think. dating or married to Fred Armisen for a little. Oh, I bit. I never realized and, he had a daughter yeah, in the industry. Um, I just didn't on his, pick up on her. Oh yeah, she was on yeah. SNL for like. Okay. Four, five hmm. seasons, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Elliot. Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. No. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess also when we talk about like the stuff that shapes you, like that's those that Cabin Boy, that stuff's what I watched growing up. So his show on Fox, Get a Life, Oof, was it? So I fun. never saw it. So oh my god, yeah. Okay, it was so fun. So anyway, yeah. so anyway, back to this movie. Uh, yeah. So uh, Barb and Star are these two mid 40 year old friends who uh end up getting fired from the hottest place to work which was just like this random ass furniture store and and, in and their, the writing by these two you know they they write it they star in it and yes the that's fact, true it the is a whole it is, conversation yes. about how like oh she comes in on my day off and i come in on her day off and sometimes we're both not working and we're, we're you know it's just like <laughs> <laughs> she's like i thought I mean, you were working it is very I very funny today. but they get fired from their dream job as they put it which is <laughs> selling furniture <laughs> I will also say we've talked about moonlighting on this podcast before and the difficulty of those scripts sometimes where they're talking over each other. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you get a lot of that in this and it works. It, well, and that's and to me, like, again, this is the part of the movie I love. It's the two of them just being the two mm-hmm. of them. And it's so clear. Like, so this began as like an inside joke that the two of them would just do with each other because they're really good friends. And, and it just kind of spun out into this, but like you can tell that they've been doing this with each other for years. Like they can just, they just drop into it so easily. And to me, like that's, that's when the movies it's, is it's funniest and most charming and why I like, I wish all the other stuff doesn't need to exist. And I wish they just had, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I wouldn't um, like it as much if it, like, I think it's a great balance. Yeah. I think that's okay. Like, honestly, like, I don't think, I, I don't think this movie is for us. It's okay. It's great if we like it, but like, I, like, I don't think this movie is for us. I think this wants to be a goofy comedy for women. And I don't mean to like pigeonhole it in quite that way, but like, Women don't get movies like this directed yeah, at them. Definitely. Like this is this is their Happy Gilmore. Mm. This is their you know 
Billy Madison or mm. or Anchorman, right? Yeah. Like and, and it and so it's it's that type of comedy, but with a female sensibility. And so like that's why I'm like, just get rid of all the other stuff. And if it means the boys don't like it, then the, you know what? There's lots of things for boys to like. They cater to us all the time. We're gonna be okay. And <laughs> and and just let it be that. Like I like the the radio show that I review movies on the the co-host on there. She's a, a few, two three years younger than me. And like I honestly was like, she's a middle aged woman, right? But she's also kind of buttoned up. And I didn't know what she'd think of this movie. And she is was beside herself waiting to see this movie. She said that friends have been sending her clips of it <laughs> for like two weeks, and they keep they're already making like like kind of like you know using the lines from the movie in the same way that you know. 20 years ago people would say do I make you horny and, and you know <laughs> and so it's like like yeah like it, it's okay it's okay just but, go but that, that, I think you know? it's great but, the, but at the end of the day though there's a lot of people that really did love this movie and I'm not saying there's nothing you could do to make it better but what yeah. they ended up with was a movie that a lot of people are really loving this and myself included like I watched it twice and I I mean I watched that Jamie Dornan, Edgar's Prayer, a hundred times, but that's besides the point. Uh, but I mean, that's more of a but, fetish. But what really, they but came up with, on. it wasn't like, no, this was terrible, and it should have been blah blah. blah. I mean, yeah, they could have done something, but like, I don't know. I think that, like, like Nicola, you you really enjoyed this movie, right? Oh, I love this movie. Well, I d- at the time I was like, is this good or is this really really bad? Well, when you're first watching <laughs> so it, thing, I, like, <laughs> I think when you're first watching it, you ask yourself that question. But at the end of the movie, yeah. I was just like, that was absolutely delightful. So this is a fun. movie okay barb and star are so wholesome they're just so yeah. darn wholesome and that's why i'll say darn darn wholesome because they are and they're they're <laughs> they're pure characters that do not have selfish intentions and while things do go off and in a very humanistic i mean it's only natural that i don't even i don't even think that they're even when the things go off the rails i don't even think that they're mean. Well, no, of you course. Know what I mean? they're, like, they're trying not even, to be mean, and they're trying to tiptoe, and right? they do like, everything out of not wanting to hurt the other one. So it's still wholesome intentions, yeah. but that's what I mean. Like they, they don't ever have any malicious intent in anything that they do, and so they're just very likable right. characters. And the movie is about friendship because these two that wrote and starred in it, Kristen Wiig and um, how do you say her last name? Is Annie? Mom- is it Mumolo or Momolo? I don't know. The- I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. You're how asking the yeah. guy that couldn't say John. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I don't. I would say Momolo. But the the two of them are friends, and they wrote a movie about their friendship and friendship in general. And so there's so much to like about these two and the movie and how sweet and wholesome it is. And it, it is such a fun time. And it, it the silly stuff I think is great in it. I think the friendship stuff is very touching, you know. And and the, some of the best comedies end up with a lot of sweet moments. And and this one I think does hit those as well. And I overall it's a very enjoyable experience. And even going back the second time, now that I knew what to expect, like Nicola was saying, like you're just not quite sure where like what type of humor is this and what are we doing here. When you go back and watch it again and you're ready for it, I think you find new favorite moments, some jokes that you even missed or didn't quite get. And and I don't know, like the stuff about Trish in the beginning. I mean, well, the gag, they're, when, when they finally, they will skip ahead, they get fired from their job and they run into an old friend, that uh, the mom from the Goldbergs that says, you know, you should go to Vista Del Mar. 
Well, it's funny. I was thinking it was the gal from Reno 911, but you're so, right. So uh, she says, you know, go to Vista Del Mar. It's great. And men are dressed head to toe in Tommy Bahama. And so, and so she sends them there and they're on a plane <laughs> and they just won't stop talking. And they just go on and on. And they're even like people are trying to sleep and they're talking. They're in the L. What I do like, though, is that nobody reacts to them. They're too nice. They like can't. they're just yeah. sitting there. <laughs> I mean, yes. If I, if I had been on that flight and they had talked. <laughs> The entire you wouldn't flight. have said a word because what they're doing, like while it's irritating, it's 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 like it on an irritation scale of like one to ten, it's like a it's like a three. Like they're it's not, like a solid three. They're not doing anything to <laughs> right. really disrupt your life. You're just right. gonna roll your eyes at them, and I think it's also yes. kind of a commentary on how like you know middle aged women feel invisible in society. That a society just oh, kind of it, it ignores them. And because one of the things I love about about the two characters is just how earnest they are. Yeah, they yes. they love what they love. They have no sense of irony. They they they. I won't even say they don't care what other people think. It's not. They don't even no, know. And that's to what I mean by that. And, and aside from them being yeah. so wholesome and so nice and everything, I mean, look at they. These two women live together in this platonic relationship. They sleep next to each other in matching twin beds, separated. But you know, they live in twin beds. They work together. <laughs> they go on this vacation. They pack their their knickknacks and their cuckoo clocks and their curlers. You know, I mean, like they're just so innocent and wholesome and everything that they do and they pack this stuff because they want it and they love it and and uh, there's nothing ironic about it and so they go on this trip and they're going on and on and on and they're going down an escalator in the airport and making up this whole story about Trish and all this and you don't think about it for the rest of the movie until the end of the movie so when I, when I watched yeah. it the second time and I heard them saying all this it hit so much differently knowing what was going to happen because to me the first time I'm like what who who is this and then you know what I mean? And that's the kind of gag that I do love when you catch on to it, the running gag or the, the callback, and they wait, like, they bookend the movie with it. <laughs> well, and they, they do keep it alive a little bit because, like, they, they, they keep the name Trish alive because, like, when they're in the montage scene where they're shopping, they they buy, like, a personalized... Oh, it was one of those old says, novelty yeah. license plates. But, like, they, they, they sure, do little sure. things to keep reminding you about yeah. Trish, which is smart, but it... it it's a great like the gag was great before right. it paid off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I love just how they spun the Trish story into this crazy thing, and they both just went with it like it was. But that, right, and that's that's normal. the humor. That's what I love about these two is that they'll yeah. make up this whole huge story and do all this, and then you forget about it, even if they keep it alive here and there. But you pretty much forget about it, and then the movie makes it happen, and it's like that. I love it. I just love it. But these two are are delightful and. It's it's so hard to not like them because they are so sweet and innocent. I think they're very likable characters that I, I mean, I get how some people could find them annoying. I totally get this might not be your thing at all. But I, I think for some people like all of us probably here. Oh, OK, I don't know if Joe really liked the relationship, but but. <laughs> oh, no. So yeah. like I think they were fine. Like I liked them together. I liked uh, when it was just them doing weird stuff at the resort it's it's the whole bomb and mosquito oh story gosh, that it's so just like oh uh, <laughs> yeah yes okay Sorry. so i'm the only one here that likes that weird humor then because i i thought i don't mind though i guess i, I don't i mind like that kind of humor. humor like i think i think mcgruber is great i <laughs> i think that movie is so yeah. i get it it's it, i get why you wouldn't and i would also say in the same way that i think a movie like 
like Barb and Star will will ultimately resonate more with women than it will with men. Not that men can't like it, but I think it's going to. Oh, and they can, Tom. They can. <laughs> yeah, but but I think MacGruber <laughs> is for boys. You know what I mean? Like it's you know it's just it's just that aspect of MacGruber isn't special because they make a lot of movies for boys, right? Like and right. so that's very true. And so um, but I but I think MacGruber. I mean, yeah, it's. It's dumb and it's juvenile and it's crass and like it just works yeah. for me from beginning to end and I it, and I love Will Forte I love Last Man on Earth I like I think that's the most underrated show of the last ten years I, I like yeah the only thing I wish about this is that it wasn't so close to Austin Powers it's so close yeah. with the evil exactly. layer yeah uh, okay Kristen Wiig plays obviously star and plays she plays the doctor yeah. evil <laughs> doctor lady mike myers plays both of them Woman. they're in an evil layer it's very i mean austin powers is a bond parody this is the same type of thing it's a bond parody i wish because austin powers is such a famous parody comedy movie i wish that they didn't and, but, and it was so successful those well oh yeah were they successful theatrically or after the fact cool. yeah, uh, yeah yeah they were all Okay. Okay. I guess I thought no, that they, they were found very a second successful. life on. So the first one, the first one did solid business in the theater. Yes. But when it hit home video, is when it really yeah. took off. Okay. And then okay. So they. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Well, actually, that's kind of funny that you mentioned that. I have. Oh, you can't see it of my green screen. That's weird. Okay, it, it means that every <laughs> object. I have the VHS of Austin Powers right next to me that I found the other day. Yeah, I, was, I think it was most people's either last VHS or first DVD. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like if you had VHS still, it came out and was a popular home video movie. But if you were getting a DVD player and with the limited DVDs that came out and you're like, oh, yeah, a lot of people are talking about this. It was like one of few options to pick. Yeah. And it's a movie that that people want to watch mm-hmm. repeatedly. Right. When you're when there's a new yes. medium, those first things, absolutely those first things you buy for it, you want to make sure that it's something you want to hear utilize over and over again when they first came out with cds the first cds you were buying were either greatest hits or that was like dark side of the moon where you knew that you would love every song and you wanted to listen to it over and over again blah 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 so um it would it would stand a reason that a movie like austin powers would 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 blow up on on a new do you think medium like just that. medium every time do you think the reason why they kind of put that in was because they were a little bit scared about the whole middle-aged women thing and the whole ghostbusters you know how that didn't quite land quite well with some people and they were like i do oh, let's oh, put that in so oh, just people in love austin powers it. yeah oh <laughs> yeah. that's very possible yeah I, I i absolutely mm. think it, what that that's what that is i think that was a concession to what they felt was a concession to the marketplace mm-hmm. of, of like, well, we don't want to make it too. So it worked yeah. on me, and Tom didn't you know, buy it. Yeah, is what you're saying like, <laughs> so <Maybe>. it worked. <laughs> but I'm pretty yeah, girly. Right. He didn't need all that. <laughs> but like for real, like I like if you watch, if you look at, if you go through my my DVR, like you're like, I mean, I talk all the time about the shows I watch. Like I mean, I like I'm I'll watch Desperate Housewives and Ugly Betty and Teen Mom and you know and. I like I I I love all those kind of shows, and so like I I do think my tastes sometimes skew a little bit more female. Than, but that's than like a lot see, of guys. but that's and because of the time you grew up in, and I'm not trying to get off on a whole thing, but like that's such an old fashioned way of thinking. Like we're in 2021 now, and that's not sure. even like everyone can enjoy anything they want, and that's 
Absolutely. Well, like I, I, I'm not, I'm not no, no, lobbying no, yeah. for it, but I still think there. But I still think for for good or ill, there's a lot of there. There is a lot of like this is yeah. for boys, this is for girls, and that that while that is changing, it's changing for people who are who are yeah. under twenty. Mm-hmm. The people that are thirty five and up, they still grew sure. up, were raised in a world that saw everything right. through that prism. So if you're trying to sell a a popular a, a product that's going to be popular for the quote unquote masses. You, 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 that sort of stuff is still yeah. gonna gonna play into decision making from a well. It's, it's advertising. I mean, when you're trying to sell commercials on a TV show, right. it's demographics, and so for, yeah, totally from the advertising perspective and who's gonna be watching yeah. this show. Like, yeah, if you're trying to sell products, you have to know how to target it. So that makes perfect sense. I just want to make sure because especially when a younger audience listens to that, you know, those are keywords they're listening for. Like, oh, girly, you're saying guys can't watch <laughs> Desperate House. You know right. what I mean? It's like, no, we don't mean that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but statistically speaking, I mean, like, like if 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 you like you can say that that's wrong all you want. You go watch a re- you go watch Desperate Housewives and you look at the ad mm-hmm. you look at the commercials they run in that show, and and that mm-hmm. tells you right there that right. I'm right and you're wrong, right? Like the, you know, the, I mean, like they're they're running commercials for 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 makeup. I'll see, and, but there you and, are, right? Once and, again, I'm just kidding. All right. What? That, that's okay. not okay. I'm like, okay, that's okay, not even, fair. Like, even though men are starting to wear makeup, those commercials I aren't know, for male. Makeup. So anyway, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I saw the SNL skit. I saw how those makeup ads are supposed to look for men, and that's not. <laughs> right. how- I was going to ask. So Nicola, as a woman, and the friendship and everything, like, you know, what what was your take on their friendship? Because we didn't really hear from you overall. You, you liked the movie, but what? How did it hit you as far as their, you know, their lifelong friendship? I thought it was really sweet. I don't. <laughs> I just think it, they kind of remind me of someone I used to work with. So instantly I was like, oh, okay, I understand this now sort of thing. And you know when it opened with the definition of, was it culottes? Is that how you say it? The trousers. Culottes. Yeah. yeah. Culottes, I was like, yes. I know exactly who you're talking about. Sort of thing. <laughs> and I had never even heard that so word that- before. No, no. I, I knew what the, like, crop yeah. trousers, right? Is that what you call them? Oh, yeah, in the States. In, yeah, in the... <laughs> that is not what we call them over <laughs> yes, here. Yes, I believe that's... <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> I, I, no idea that there was an actual word for the name of yeah. the trousers. No, I love that because, like, no <laughs> one funny. here uses the word trousers. And so it's just, it's such oh. a great word. We, oh, right, we call them yeah. pants. It's so, it, no, no, sorry. don't be sorry. <laughs> well, I love that. No, I just it's fine. That it's how funny. certain words are so, like, common. Like, if we say trousers, it's because yeah. we're trying to be fancy. Oh, fancy that's, pants. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Like, which there, is funny yeah, exactly. it doesn't rhyme with fancy, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. We say fancy pants. What What is your trouser equivalent if you're trying to call someone like... We say fancy oh, pants. Oh, so it's like... It's, okay, yeah. so fancy pants, but they're trousers normally. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I can see how that... Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But no, that's cool. That's cool, though, that you like... And I think that everyone, even if you didn't have a friend like that, or even from like a male perspective, like, I don't know, you see these kind of female friendships everywhere. And, and, you know, even like my wife and her really good friends. And, you know, I I think there's, it's like a really sweet, nice, genuine friendship where you can tell. And it's obviously very genuine because these two in real life are best friends and and really good friends. And so it comes across on the screen thusly and, uh, and you don't really see that on screen a lot yeah. in films. Obviously, you have bridesmaids, you but these are like proper yeah. middle-aged women, aren't they? And it's it's, it's nice <laughs> in a way. Yeah. yeah, you don't see a lot of movies about mm-hmm. female friendship. Yeah, all that exactly. Much. And and uh, I mean, honestly, like in my head, I'm like, I go book smart, yes. and then Thelma but and there's... Louise. Oh, totally. Know how right. that turn out. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> yikes. But you you really don't see a lot of movies about female friendship, mm. but especially about about Middle-aged. women of a certain age. <laughs> yeah. I I uh, the only thing I thought was weird about how they made a, a lot of jokes about them being middle aged is that I feel like this is more because Kristen Wiig and I are roughly the same age. I'm fifty, she's forty seven, and so. But I feel like this is more what middle aged looked like when we were growing up mm. than what it looks like now. Yeah. Like I it's like the turtlenecks you know, like, and the mm. They yeah. I, they didn't well, give a, a time frame though. Well they have yeah, cell when phones. the movie opens Yeah, but, but the, the cell phones are opens, super right? old. And like my wife questions like, okay, so what year is this set? This is clearly like set in the eighties mm. and I'm like, well no, and then he's driving in this neighborhood and it looks very like I don't know, like something out of the Edward Scissorhands that you'd see like in this neighborhood. But then the yeah. cars Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the cars community. look modern yeah. and then you're right, there are cell phones. So I think it's modern but the movie is filmed with almost like a maybe because it, i don't know if it seemed like a happier time like you know how now everyone's so angry in the internet and everything like <laughs> yeah. well, you have any idea what we had what? to live through yeah but yeah there's right. a reason we're angry but it's like right but i mean year. i'm just saying like even the 2010s like this movie feels like a you know 80s or 90s or something like as far as the i don't know some of the outfits or the scenery or whatever but then there are modern things so i don't know if it just exists in a time mm-hmm. that's it doesn't first of all it doesn't matter but you know I, they never put a finger on like what exactly it is but it never plays a real part in the story so it's just kind of yeah I th- no, it I think it might have worked better if it had been set 80s? in the okay. 80s or yeah. in the 80s or 90s. You know what I mean? I th- I th- I think it would have because like I said I like when they're saying that these are women in their mid 40s I'm like my wife is in her early 40s I don't want to get hit. <laughs> and um but uh but like this isn't what women in their 40s are are, are like. D- not that I know. You know what I mean? Like but this is what this is but this is what I feel like women in their in their forties and fifties were like when I was You're right. a kid. Yes. You know lots of bit ba- lots of beige, lots of like sweater vests. And the hair with the yeah, these hair, hair these, the, yeah. That's know, why it feels like SNL characters to where like these two are playing these oh what middle aged women, you know, like playing it up for laughs like oh this is the stereotypical middle-aged woman where now these are kind of these, right, these exactly, are the but now like sketch. the mom from the goldbergs yeah. like that's what middle age looks like like in general right like when right. you see like the mom that yeah. is you know when with the trends and and more hip to stuff and they're they have tiktok you know like the kids use tiktok but the mom has it too like it's just <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so they get to the they go to the resort and of course the gag is they they walk in and everybody welcomes them and there's this massive that's song a great gag that, uh, Barb and Star because completely that random. Is a good gag. Yeah, yeah. And they say the wrong word, uh, and the guy's like, "I'm sorry, did you say motel?" And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> they're like, "No, nah, this is the hotel." So they have to go like two football fields away to this garbage little motel uh, played by the guy who was the um, one of the yeah, co-workers yeah. in Forty Year Old Virgin. He was also the in um, uh, Zach and Mary. He was the guy that owned the coffee shop in Zach and Mary. The way that he played that, the, it was good. The, the, it was a good gag. Like, I like this gag. Yes, need, and he's com- again completely straight. That's what makes <laughs> I think these random comedies like the people that in guy's them great. Are, feel like real yes. people. And of course, they're saying ridiculous things to where it would be awkward, but they never crack up or anything. And he's he's like, "You need sheets," and they look at each other like, "Uh, for the bed? Uh, yeah." He's like, "But no pillows." Yeah. And then silence, like they look at each other, and he looks at him like, "Yeah, no, no, pil- there are no pillows." Yeah, and then, like stuff like that no is. Like, <laughs> and they go to the okay, bottom of an fine. empty swimming pool, or no, there's a guy playing the cards. In the With a guy, the, yeah. <laughs> See, these gags work. I like how the stains look like designs. 
<laughs> and again, that's their that's their the way that they're written uh, as two completely wholesome that like Tom said, they like they like what they like, but that's them. That's Barb and yeah. Star. They're gonna and they don't mean that they didn't go like like, oh yeah, and those stands are designs, ha ha ha. It's like they meant it, right? They will find the best in anything or anybody. And that's why the ending ends up the way it is when they get there, because these two genuinely yeah. will do things that, I mean, we're so, I don't know, we're just so jaded and so like. I do, I, I do like that they they let them have yeah. a conflict for like two seconds and then immediately it's gone. Nine times out of ten in these movies, you know, your two main characters, like book smart kind of. Where your two main characters have a conflict, and that's just sta- you need dramatic tension. Yeah, you do. Uh, you know I, mean? I get like, it. That's... But these yeah. two, of course, are going to get over it because they're Barb and Star. So, of course, right. So they decide to go check out the pool at the nice hotel, uh, and you know they're bopping around, they're doing their thing, and all of a sudden the manager comes back over and says, "You know, we have a a vacancy." The the people who were supposed to be in this room disappeared. <laughs> and there's no reference to that ever again. That they it's always the husband. So they get the room in the night. He room. reports them missing, and then all of a sudden, they're shoved of a chimney. I will say, I do listen to a lot of true crime right. podcasts. He's not wrong. Yeah, it's pretty much always uh, the husband. Nine point nine times out of ten, it's always the yeah. Husband. You want a Dateline, it'll uh, blow your mind. It's like the the point oh one percent where they're like, right. and yeah. it wasn't the husband. And you're just like, what? yeah, it was the babysitter. Oh my god, who knew? Plot twist. Uh, yeah. So this is where they are introduced to Jamie Dorn, and Barb is immediately. They're both infatuated with him. They they kind of make friends with him in a wholesome, completely wholesome way where they're listening to him and they're acknowledging his feelings and they end up going on this uh, nutball trip <laughs> where they drink this, 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 the guy's like, what's this thing on the menu? No one ever finishes it and then he comes back like three minutes later and <laughs> he turns around and it's gone. They're like, did you get to the thing? And they're like, yeah. Did you get to the treasure chest with the pills in it? They're like, yeah. They're like, well, great. That was your- and then you get them by heart will go on remix. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Can we talk about the booby song as well? <laughs> no, Richard yeah. Cheese, yeah. Yes, which was great. He, like, I was introduced to oh, him right. in Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. In wow. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, yeah. he does a cover of Down with the Sickness. Yeah, yeah. Nice. He's been around since I think like the '90s. I mean, he's the '90s. I I remember when I was working in, in alt rock radio yeah. in the '90s, playing his versions of like "Rage Against the Machine" and "Smells Like Teen Spirit." But yeah, like ironic because it's a lounge singer singing these other things. And the in the in the joke <laughs> is is that most of the songs he sings are about boobies. That's what. It, and he just keeps going. And he's like, I love melons. I love gazankas. I love. He just like. <laughs> <laughs> I do love. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna yeah. take a quick break. I'll be right back. And I'm back. And just you know, goes right back into it. Wasn't there one about his friends dying as well? It's like whoa. <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> but then later on, when I think it's Barb is like, I love all his songs. They're so like they're they're so uplifting. And then so and then he sings the what about his friends yeah. all being dead? And it's like, well, maybe that one was a little dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah she does go she goes oh that was dark all right there's just so um, much to the film though isn't there that's right. what i like about and it i think as, as well. you talk about see because i'm guessing that like tom and joe only saw this movie once right oh you didn't nope I you did it. okay so there you go as i oh. as you go yeah. through well then you'll probably remember a lot of this but as you unpack it and all the jokes and how much there is to it they come at you you know pretty rapidly like there's a lot to laugh at there's a lot in here and so 
even if you don't laugh at all the jokes, there's so many, right? I mean, that's like so yeah, there's some kind of like Deadpool. yeah. I mean, if one misses in a way, well, there's a lot of like little throwaway jokes. Like it's not they're not like big huge laugh lines. They're like it's it reminds yes. me of Caddyshack in that regard. Like as much as people oh, love sure, Caddyshack, sure, sure, sure. most of the lines you love in Caddyshack really aren't that funny. Like it's there's just something about the yes. way they're said or just the world in which the you know with the whole be the ball or. You know, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, 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 no. it's just like n- none of none of that is really like on the that's page. What, that's all the that beauty funny. of it, right? So, um, like, if if you're someone that laughs right. at the punchlines, there are jokes like that in the movie. But if you're someone like me, I like the random humor and I like the throwaway lines, and so there's so much there to laugh at that isn't a quote unquote joke. It's just Barb and Star and how they're written and the things that they do. And so when they are just themselves, these characters they've created, you laugh because there's there's so it's so funny naturally, like it feels organic. And so there is a lot, like Nicholas said, I mean, there's constantly something. There's so many moments in the movie when you think back to it, like, like after I watched it the first time and I didn't know what to think of it. And then I'm like, that was really funny. And I watched it again and I'm like, yeah, this is a really funny movie. Also, it's really great because, I mean, we haven't mentioned the whole holiday thing and how tropical it is. And I don't know about you guys, but we're in lockdown number three <laughs> oh. here. <laughs> so no one's on holiday. But... Uh, we've never left. We've, uh, we haven't left lockdown. Oh, we don't. Wow. We're just America. We don't yeah. do lockdowns. <laughs> That's for the libs. Well, that's true. Some of us do, and yeah. of us get sick. That's, but yeah, all the like tiki yeah. things and the coconut, and I was like, oh, I really want to be on holiday. It's We're not amazing. locked down, but I mean, all of us are really adhering to the protocols and stuff. And like, I haven't traveled anywhere in a year and all that. And I'm vaccinated now, oh, but, so I but it's can like do whatever I want. Yeah. Well, I can one up you. I was vaccinated in August, so there. That's because they you, they were giving you weird <laughs> I was stuff. Big. No, but I, but I think we're all feeling because right now at this point we've been at home for a year. And it's t- and like I have a nine month old, yeah. so this entire yeah. lockdown, I've had a baby, wow. and so I've been at home twenty four seven. So yeah, we're feeling it totally, and it, it is. It's just it escapism, is, and it's just just pure yeah. escapism. Yes, it's yeah. great. I saw I saw my aunt and uncle for the first time in a year yesterday, and I was like, oh, real <laughs> other people. But I mean, I think the fun thing is like when I watch the movie to screen it to review it, I'm like, I'm gonna go on a vacation. And it's only for a couple hours, but mm. still, like, it's going to be great. It is a, a fun escape, and you feel like you're with friends. Even though, the, I mean, you probably know people like Barb and Star, or you can relate to it, or you just think they're fun people. Like, you, you're there with them, and I don't know. It was a really good time yeah. to enjoy it from their perspective. It's what Quentin Tarantino calls a hangout movie. Yeah, it's 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 a fun time to get away with these yeah. new friends that you've made. And Barb and Star would be your friends. I mean, they prove it in the movie. They yeah. They love everybody. But the, when they get up, basically the plot line of the, the whole Dr. Evil type stuff that they're kind of parodying is that Jamie Dornan is there so that he can plant a transceiver and then these uh, scientifically modified mosquitoes are going to come and attack all the people on the beach at, at Vista Del Mar. And we'll just spoil it now. We eventually get to this ridiculous, ridiculously hilarious backstory about <laughs> the, the whole reason she wants to destroy this town is because she was embarrassed there at the, what was it, the shrimp fast seafood jam yeah she was embarrassed there and so now she wants to exact revenge because her father died from embarrassment basically he was so stressed and embarrassed he had a heart attack and now (laughs) and like she even says how ridiculous her plan is because she's like and now i want to kill all the people that decided to live there like 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 it has nothing to do with the people (laughs) she's going to be attacking she's just taking ridiculous revenge on a city and nobody lives right, there. Right, right, exactly. exactly. It's <laughs> the tour spot. Yeah, the it's like Amityville. Just as ridiculous or Amity. as the rest of the movie. But anyway, so Jamie Dornan is like her, her 
like right hand man. Yeah, yeah, he's a right hand man. Her number but he's two. also madly in love with her, and she doesn't really want anything to do with him. And the running gag in the book is like he's reading a book about, or in the movie is he's reading a book about how to make someone fall in love with you that acts like they don't. And she's reading the companion book, how to make someone do whatever you want when you really don't love them. And like the whole running <laughs> gag is that he, she will never be official. All he wants is to have an official relationship. I love that that is his kryptonite. Like as soon as Barb says, "You mean like official?" and he oh my like gosh. walls come down, and he it's is so he is in one hundred percent just because she I, used I the do word official. Like the fact that like since he is in love with Doctor Lady, they're played by the same actress. Barb. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, that is the same actress. So it's like yeah. The second time I watched it, I really picked up on that. That the fact that he's in love with both of them and they're yeah. the same actress. I I do think that's on purpose, and I do think that's very funny that it, it makes yeah. sense. Um, but anyway, so he's there and like, but he he is he's feeling uh, betrayed. He's feeling betrayed because Morose. the doctor lady won't give him any affection. And here are Barb and Star, these two lovely people that are giving him attention, listening to him. <laughs> I know. And I, and I love the fact that Barb and Star, like, don't bat an eye about They're it. Just like, well, Between course, the two of okay. them, right? They're just like, oh, that was weird. They're like, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, and my back is killing. My back is killing me. Oh, well, it was two, two on one over there. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> right so like even even their yeah. threesome is just like yeah, yeah man so he's there and so he's like starting to not care about that plan anymore and realizes how bad she is and once he finds star he's like well screw this mission right and so she has to find someone else to basically carry it out or to help him carry it out and so that's uh damon wayne's jr i wish i wish we had more damon yeah. wayne's jr that guy's so good he's so good yeah, I love that part where he's like supposed to be this amazing spy and everything he does gives too much information. Like <laughs> <laughs> has his weight and height and address on there. Are you sure a number did it didn't come up? Darley Bunkle. What in Jamie Darren's like, no, is that your name? Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. He I man, I was so when he leaves new oh, girl. Yeah. Such a shame. Like he was so good on that show. But yeah, so they, like Kevin said, it's 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 breaking down quickly, um, and then Doctor Lady kind of convinces um, Edgar that yeah. Barb and Star are spies, which kind of gets him to turn in the process, and then they have a whole sit down. This is where we get uh, like the backstory, and they have these re- they uh, Edgar ties up Barb and Star, and they've got these ridiculously <laughs> gaudy. Uh, like friendship bracelets, so that's what they use to tie the rope. Like, and every time he turns back, they're in a different position, and they get out of it. But then at the very end, it looks like they're tied up, like in the beginning again. It's, it's just <laughs> they're still tied up, which I thought they would just like forget that but, they had but untied again, the themselves fact that he and they were plays stuck it straight there. and looks back at them, and they're in different positions with the rope, like and completely loose looking and everything. But he keeps going with his story. Like I love yeah. that about the way that it's played. Yeah. It's very Wayne's yeah. World, very uh, MacGruber, Austin Powers, yeah. Um, so they they break away and they uh, J- Edgar turns again and realizes that they're not spies. And there's well, a- Doctor Lady goes to take care of business for herself and kidnaps Barb and Star. She knocks at the door, and yes. knocks them out, and then puts them on a cliff where they can either be eaten by alligators or they can die by falling off the cliff. And so when they're backed off the cliff by the alligators, <laughs> you see this view from the sky. It's very Thelma and Louise. Yeah. And their right? culottes have saved them. <laughs> oh my and they go back and forth. <laughs> like the- It's it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Such a great payoff. 
I love the way that they they structure it, just as the way they build the joke, because they jump and it cuts to like the bottom of the cliff with nothing in the frame, and then you hear of them the flapping sound open of, <laughs> yeah. of, the, yep. of the parachute opening. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, what is that noise? And then they drift into frame, and it's and, and it's also really funny because of how oh, yeah. bad the effects are oh, the way yeah. they they like swing they, the way yes. they go back and yeah. forth. It's like, do yeah. you remember Supergirl? Everyone was like ripping Supergirl. Uh, they freeze framed it and then like zoomed around yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay, so, so uh, <laughs> the doctor lady goes to take care of business herself, but then uh, they come back and they steal the transmitter and they kind of make good with Jamie Dornan and he's like, "You got to get this away from town." And so they, another one of my big laughs in this movie because it's so ridiculous when people like hijack stuff or whatever they go over to these people with this sea do they say we need your sea do right now it's important whatever and the guy goes he goes he goes here take it i completely like trust you no questions asked take it very funny they ride off and then in a callback to the flashback for traumatic childhood she puts herself in the cannon turns it up to probable death shoots herself out to sea to intercept Barb and Star, and uh, she steals the transmitter, um, tries to hijack their Sea-Doo, but then uh, Barb has stolen the key, the little key uh, wristlet thing. Correct. Were you looking for this? Yeah. And the mosquitoes, uh, Yo-Yo, the, <laughs> the, the, the little kid spy from the beginning, has piloted a submarine, which another great gag is that clearly they were like, okay, uh, with that, and also they're like, All clearly the just act like you're driving it. And then he's going back and forth in the steering wheel. And so they must have probably an improv. She's like, and make sure when you're driving to go quick motions back and forth. Like, yeah, that's. Yeah. But not too quick. Like very small. Yeah, small that was a great comment, like yeah. added commentary on his performance. But uh, the mosquitoes come and they attack her. And then they they get back to land. And this yes. is the payoff of Trish. Oh, right, right. We we should say that like she comes well, no, back but and she's the, all pockmarked. But first, they, they come and, back uh, on the water look like they're floating on. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, they're, they're like, you see them like drowning yeah. there's like in a, the ocean a and then all of a sudden yes. there's a bright light and you're just like what is happening and then they get they they return to shore like like moana style like shore. the water is like a living thing <laughs> yeah and you're like yes okay yes. what happened they were saved by this magical sea creature played by reba mcintyre it's trish the one they made up the story about because <laughs> why real, not and it's reba mcintyre for two seconds of the movie like it's great <laughs> it was the payoff of that and the calotte, however you say it, <laughs> no, yeah, at the same time. So this movie could be ridiculous, and they could we call uh, we call them lady trousers. <laughs> uh, but the thing about this movie is it's so silly and goofy that sure anything could happen, and it doesn't matter what Deus Ex Machina or like cheaply written like in this type of movie anything can happen, and you're not going to second guess it. But this movie is so smart in the way that they set things up; they go that extra step of explaining all these things, right? Kulats is a payoff and Trish is a payoff. Right. So it wasn't just like, oh, we were saved by a mermaid in the way that like that crab Morgan Friedman is a total random gag. <laughs> the uh, the ending could be a total random thing and you're going to go along with it. But I love that it's a payoff to jokes throughout the movie. So I think that's I mean, that's what right. you get when you get writers of this caliber that you know have been doing this in comedy for some time. Uh, it's also funny because there are random like yeah. vulgar jokes, but they're so f- they're few yeah. and far between that they hit harder so like when when star is gonna go on the the banana boat and the guy's like it's a That's real tit flapper. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like that, and that is, joke yeah. comes is it barb i'm sorry and that joke comes back and i just think like i always appreciate i you know crass humor is kind of funny but like mm-hmm. throughout this movie it's so sporadic well, that when they throw it at you and it 
and it lands Start having sex and it with works, Jamie Dornan's character Edgar like again they're so over the wholesome place. characters <laughs> and they're never it's never handled in a super crude manner wasn't it like yeah, right. They go over to like a slide or something on the beach, <laughs> yeah, and, slide, and they yeah. do it, and you never see it, but like they do it, and then you can tell he's like buttoning his shirt or whatever, and they do it. Just like, okay, did I bounce too much? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, did I? Yeah, exactly. So like they yeah, say things I like that. Too much? Just, yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite thing was when they're recapping all the things they've done while they were apart, and, and she's just like, "I got my labia pierced." <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. like, "Oh, I, I don't even think it's healed this, yet. This hurts so badly." <laughs> yeah, I didn't take it out. And again. I love the callback humor to where uh, they're ordering at the restaurant. She's like, do you want frog legs? It's just, and Barb is like, no, I couldn't do that because I always think back to the Muppet movie. And when Kermit's riding that little bicycle, he uses his legs so much. <laughs> and then when they're weak, they think they're going to die. <laughs> what? Until. Okay. That irritated me. What? <laughs> the, the Kermit thing irritated me because when she's like, I, th- because I think of him on the bike using his legs but it's like okay literally the plot of the Muppet movie was they were trying to steal his legs <laughs> like they don't like you don't need to think about the bike that's the entire plot of the film is that the frog leg restaurant was trying to oh I don't I mean I I thought that was hilarious <laughs> again random yeah I mean, I liked it overall, but it was just the the nerd in me was like, but that's the plot. Right. But that's the joke of it, though. She's she's worried about his legs because the bicycle. That's the random humor that I love. And then when their their life is flashing before their eyes because they think they're going to die before Trish saves them. They basically just recap moments from the movie. But then they do callbacks to things they've talked about. So like you see Kermit riding his bicycle. You see Mr. Peanut like looking like Burt Reynolds in front of a (laughs) fireplace because they were talking about how sexy Mr. Peanut was with his monocle. These are payoffs from an hour and a half before. Before, an hour before and they're you see the magazine cover with Don Chiedel. yes with the, yeah when they they're talking about they're talking <laughs> about him Don on the Chiedel airplane yeah, these right. are callbacks <laughs> their f- life is flashing before their eyes and they're just references to random things you never thought about twice that they've mentioned and those are the little offhand comments like Tom was mentioning they're just throwaway lines but when they double down and make them a, a callback that's great so the doctor lady took the the uh, cure or whatever, the right. antidote for the mosquitoes. She comes back, but then Barbara right, Starr right, being right. wholesome like they are. They basically, her whole thing is that she's never had a friend since her friend died in another ridiculous manner. And they're like, we'll be your friend. And then everyone on the beach is like, <laughs> yeah, we'll be your friend. And like, it ends by the lady that tried to kill everyone being friends. Yeah, like that's, it's just so wholesome. Yeah, I, I overall I liked it. I just like you said, I just I wish there was less spy stuff and more Barb and Star. That's I, I am t- in total agreement. I do wish that we had gotten rid of the spy stuff and just let them have their weird adventure w- and have Jamie Dornan be in the movie as like the whole thing, but just get rid of the spy stuff. Yeah, and I get that it's like that's the narrative. Like I don't know what you would replace it with. You know what I mean? Like I, I think it would feel like a really long SNL skit without the subplot of I'm I I, I you know yeah. like. There's I a, guess, there's maybe. a lot of gags that you could do and we see these little skits because honestly like when they cut to the coffee clutch that's a skit when they cut to the department store that's a skit it feels like an SNL yeah. movie because they're right. doing a bunch of skits that are kind of stitched together like they could be standalone um so I think that it would feel a little bit too like Mm-hmm. We like it for those reasons, but it would feel like an extended skit and it would kind of wear out its welcome if they didn't have that. But the fact that there's a subplot of an evil doctor lady that's trying to take revenge on a vacation town because of something that happened as a childhood and they're using genetically modified mosquitoes and there's secret agents. And like to me, that's the humor that really <laughs> plays to where it's so absurd. And the fact that these two people, these two unlikely people get caught up in that mess. 
I don't know. I love that. And um, I think I think this is going to become an I mean, this is like an instant cult classic, right? This is. Yeah, I would agree. I could see that for sure. Yeah, I like, could definitely see this catching on at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially once yeah. it's no longer well, $20 dollars yeah. yeah, that was I a mean, nice, that was a nice treat when I went to go watch it. It deserves to make its money. But I agree. <laughs> when it goes to 5 $6, people are going to find this thing on a huge level, especially when this inevitably lands on Netflix or whatever. It's going to, you know, down the road. And, uh, you know, right. there's movies like Hot Rod, yeah. like these silly movies like Hot Rod, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. And those, oh yeah, gosh, like, I love those movies. <laughs> and those became cult yeah. hits over time. And, like, this movie, I think it's in the same category it's ridiculous people are gonna people are gonna find it and love it i can see that i can can work with that i get that it's it's a cult classic it just came out but it's gonna be that type of movie (laughs) (laughs) and it i think it's gonna be a cult classic for a lot of people that don't maybe gravitate to movies like this. Could you imagine great. seeing this in the cinema with like a packed crowd though? That would be so good. I think this would have this yeah. would have killed. This would Definitely. have killed and I totally agree that it would have been. I mean, I remember seeing Bridesmaids in theaters and it was I mean, it was on the level of super bad or, or you know, like yeah. it was just a, you know, so I think this would Laughter have had the same. is infectious and this is one of the biggest detriments mm. to theaters being closed. Very much Aside so. Aside from all the people dying, I'm not saying that's not a bad thing. But uh but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as far as job laws, ten thousand dollar you know electric bills in Texas, you can enjoy and appreciate most movies not in the theater. But when it comes to comedies, it's it's a whole different experience. And on the flip side, they're not making comedies yeah. for theaters anymore. Yeah, they really anyway. are. We were already like seeing the demise of the theatrically released comedy prior to the. It pandemic, may not have mattered so. in the scheme of things, but the reason why it worked so much and why you love that experience is because in a movie like this, where it's so random. You can turn to the person next to you. You can be confused. You know, you can be like, what are we watching together? Like, that's (laughs) such a communal experience as the theater is anyway. But when it comes to a comedy like this and one person laughs and they find something funny and then you laugh because they laughed. And and you know what I mean? It's that whole. It's just. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. very much so. But I found myself exactly right. Edgar's exactly Prayer, which is the movies. song that I think is the number one. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I wish he would, if they don't get him to perform that for the Oscars, I don't know what's wrong with him. But yeah, when that happened, exactly. I'm by myself, but busting out laughing because <laughs> the shots they do to where he's praying to these seagulls. And when it's the seagull on the tire, I mean, to, you really have to watch the movie to fully un- appreciate the. Oh, yeah. This, right, but right, right. He's he's got his arms open praying to a seagull on a tire. And it's just like absurd in the best way <laughs> yeah i don't know whether you guys have anything similar uh but in london we have a cinema called the prince charles cinema and they do like quirky cult things they have like theme nights and stuff like if you head of the room they have that yeah, and yeah. you throw spoons and stuff i feel like this could be yeah. perfect for that like you could have theme nights with coconuts and oh, stuff that's a good call yeah, amazing yeah it sounds like our alamo draft house yeah the Elmo draft house or i mean when the moolah was yeah here, but... we've like uh the rocky horror picture show in the room the room kind of yeah. took the the idea from rocky horror yeah. but yeah i could see people doing different things with this beach themed whatever and yeah yeah seagulls <laughs> or even or even like you know passing Wearing out coolots. coffee coffee oh, you know yeah. and then but dressing yeah. up as barb and, and star in the beginning of the movie yeah yeah there you go Awesome. Well, I guess that's it for this one. Let's uh, let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And uh, where can they find you, Nicola? 
Uh, it's Twitter at Nicola underscore AUS. However you say that. <laughs> Awesome. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So that's it for this one. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Austin and Kensington, get married. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.